0: Broadcast today, we're talking to Chris Baxter. Chris, I'd probably describe you first as a, a mom and a wife. Correct. And um, an all-around neat lady.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> you found your way into writing, but before we talk about some of your uh, projects, you and Mac have been married how many years now?
1: We will be celebrating our 25th uh, wedding anniversary in April. So
0: Four children, Maggie, Brent Davis, and Emmy. And you guys are tight. You guys are thick, aren't you?
1: Yes, we are.
0: That's fun to watch. I'm
1: thankful for that.
0: And you homeschooled them.
1: I did. I homeschooled my oldest till she went to Ravenwood High School as a junior, and then my other three until they went in as a freshman. So
0: now your husband is an <laughs> orthopedic surgeon. Correct. And he stays awfully busy not only with his practice, but he. Goes to Haiti every year, correct? He
1: does. He does. When the earthquake hit, probably I guess now four or five years ago, he just felt the call truly of the Lord. I got to get down there. And so he went, and he has been going every year since then, taking teams to the same place, mm-hmm. taking young medical minded students, whether nursing or future doctors, down there to be exposed to some third world medicine. Yeah.
0: I'd love to go with him sometime he has invited, but I'm just uh Yeah. It's just complicated.
1: <laughs> He'd love to have
0: you. I, it would be fun. Chris, you started out writing primarily studies for moms, correct?
1: That's correct. Yes, I have several different things. Just as my kids have grown up, I've the way I think and process is to write things out and then I formulate and put it in an organized way on paper and and a lot of it has turned out to be either in print or online on my website, which is Respite for the Weary. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll have a link right on the site there for folks to go there. Your first book was A Mother's Privilege, correct? Yes,
1: that is right. And that book, it takes apart the Lord's Prayer line by line. And each line is filled with teaching my children mm-hmm. what, like the first line being, mm-hmm our father who art in heaven it just talks about god who is he and i write letters to my children about who god is and then how did you get this idea you know i started out by journaling prayers for my kids Mm -hmm. and they were just jumbled and i'm not an organized physical person you don't want to look in my closet (laughs) but (laughs) i do love to put organization into my thoughts Mm -hmm. and so The Lord's Prayer came along as an outline. And so I just started categorizing my prayers into these different six lines of the Lord's Prayer and it all fit. Love it. So
0: genius. And then your second book was
1: And then I I would I can't think the of the order of the books, how I've written them out but 15 years 15 lessons is a little devotional and that one is more on marriage and it's just little notes to uh, a young bride to be or someone who just needs tidbits of advice on how do you do this thing called marriage so that's another, it's just where I am is what I write Okay, that's, <laughs> in life. That's so a,
0: It's a great teacher. And we're going to talk about your most recent book, The Heritage of God, and how some folks might be able to get a free copy okay. if they uh, do the right thing okay. in the right way. Chris, let's go back a little bit. Uh, tell us about your home life, how you grew up, um, okay. how you came to know Christ.
1: Well, I grew up in a Christian home, so I always knew Jesus and knew that he loved me and he was my savior my parents just we lived in the bible belt and mm-hmm. they were walking with the lord so i walked right along mm-hmm. with them
0: no rebellion
1: no i just was that good little girl <laughs> so <laughs> the
0: one we all want to have one child like that right
1: <laughs> so in my actions yes mm-hmm. and then i guess you know the full story would be in my younger years there's one thing that marked my life for sure in more ways than one is i was badly burned in my home and it was just an accident
0: mm. how old were you uh
1: was 3 years old wow so i spent even though i knew that god loved me and my parents loved me i there was a place of uh hiding so that was one of the markers of being insecure mm. and um feeling things like shame or anything that eyes would give me as a young child. I was exposed more than a normal kid because I was a swimmer starting at age six or seven. So the burns were on most of my front of my thighs and legs. And so Mm -hmm. it's just obvious (laughs) I was different, but the Lord gave me swimming as a gift Mm -hmm. and I developed that through college.
0: And you had aspirations to be an Olympic swimmer. Yes. And,
1: I remember watching the Olympics one year and I was probably hmm, eight, nine, ten years old. I can't quite remember seeing uh, a relay, USA Women's Relay winning a gold medal. And I just watched that and became that. I was like, I'm going there. And there was this determination that started in me as a good thing, but I think over time it became my God, is, Mm. you know, to put it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I ended up swimming all through my teenage years and went to University of Texas and went to both uh, 84 and 88 Olympic trials. And at Texas, we won our three national championship Mm -hmm. teams. So I was on my way. Yes, you were. But at Texas, God had different plans because he loved me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was chasing a dream that became more important to me than god was and he just sort of had to stop me in my tracks and i thank him to this day for that but it wasn't easy
0: let's talk about that not easy part because you know as we get older we look back with different Uh lenses but Uh it had to be crushing
1: it was it was shattering a a dream shattered and i held it in my heart well after i stopped swimming
0: Mm. you you finished college i
1: finished college you're competing um I went to school 85 to 89, so I graduated, and then I met Mac and married him in 1990. And, you know, God is good. I mean, he gave me Mac, he gave me two children, and then I had two miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I think some of the, the shattered dream of things, of swimming in the past, and even my burns and all of that came to a head of, who are you? God, where are you, God? Do you really love me? Wow. And um, I just started saying, you need to answer that question for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in a desperate way, and I knew that he loved the world. I I'd had no doubt. I had no doubt of my salvation. It's just, I've, I just felt knocked around. Mm-hmm. And so he began to show himself. To me in great ways and amazing ways and one of those ways was um, and this is just a simple story but it it is the turnaround in my life where I knew he was speaking to me and I was my four kids were already born we are now in uh, Brentwood Tennessee Mm -hmm. so they were toddlers and maybe six and down and um, running on my treadmill just for exercise it was really cold snowing outside and and a red bird came and planted on a bush and it was just snow covered bush and I was like that's scripture right there hmm. it's amazing to me how you can take something red like my sin the scarlet and turn it white as snow only you God can do that hmm. and so I just thanked him and kept running and then two days later got back on the treadmill and and just off a whim, said, I would love to see that red bird again, because it was still snowing. <laughs> and two flew right there, right then. And I just was like, that was God. <laughs> and I knew he loved me. Mm-hmm. And that that was all I needed. I had, because of my parents who had trained me up in the Lord, and, you know, poured the word in me, I had it all tucked away. But I think a large portion of my life, I know, it was running on that treadmill of, I love God, I love God, mm-hmm. I love God. And with it out, without the treadmill being on. Mm-hmm. And it's just a forced thing. But when the light went on, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. It was freedom. Mm-hmm. And so that was the beginning, really of after that I started writing because it was poured into me and it was coming and making sense that the next thing I did to process it was to write and that's why it started all jumbled it was like I got to get this I got to process these Mm -hmm. things and so from there I guess I became a writer over time.
0: It's funny because most people have an aspiration in their youth as you do with athletics and that's their dream and you find a lot of writers who want to write and never do it mm-hmm. in your case you didn't intend to write. No. But it was sort of <laughs> I need to capture I did this. Not. Yeah.
1: I did not and I love it now. It's my where I feel the Lord's pleasure mm-hmm. so I I thoroughly enjoy it and I think it's an honor to be able to get to do as mm-hmm. much as I right and so anyway I'm excited about this devotional book coming out and I'm just thankful you know to be here to talk about it.
0: If you could go back to the Christian maturity you have today and you were facing those trials and Olympic aspirations you ever think about that?
1: Yeah I do. Actually I know that god had my path be what it is of but now hindsight i think wow you know there's so much i would have added to those years that would have helped me be possibly a better swimmer i don't know but but, but a, even
0: looking at it differently looking yes. at, it wasn't a god for chris it was right. a good thing it was something yeah. god put in your mm-hmm. being to be an athlete mm-hmm.
1: definitely so i any you regrets know, you know it with the regrets flesh part of me is wow i wish i could go mm-hmm. back and still reach my goal but no regrets whatsoever with what i have now
0: do you think um i was with the person just this morning and they referenced that everybody has to go through some wilderness experience before mm-hmm. they're really you know a mm-hmm. mature christian the old leading with a limp notion mm-hmm. you believe that
1: I do. I think, you know, by nature, we're all pretty stiff-necked, stubborn people (laughs) who want to live life our own way. Mm -hmm. And in love, the Lord comes and breaks us and then stays there to fix us Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the process. And then you never want him to leave. And you walk with him all your days and you, you get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. each day that you walk with him okay continue to break me
0: it's interesting because Cindy and I look at our life and marriage and the things we've done and places we've been and um, from the outside things always look different you know mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. you'd have gotten a gold medal for example or you know a job that I may or may not have had and I don't know if it takes getting over 50 or what it mm-hmm. is but there's something about perspective that um, being in God's hand no matter what the situation is better and being in the best possible uh, you know defined world i'd like to have i'd like to have been a gold medal olympian Mm -hmm. i'd like to have done xyz Mm -hmm. but i don't know that you can i mean can somebody get there in their 30s
1: oh yeah absolutely you're never without hope even to your last breath and so you know it just takes crying out to the lord that hey i i finally hear you i you know come by my side lift me up and and I believe in you. So I, I think it's it's true surrender um, is true freedom.
0: Chris, when you started writing, did you have any idea this would turn viral for you? <laughs> N- I, no. I like, didn't. I'm going to do a whole bunch of books. No. no.
1: No. I I had most all my writing I would call God's refrigerator art because it's not out there. It's just It's just sitting with him and, okay, what? what am i going to compile now and what's the next thing so i've written several different things throughout my you know last 15 years one is some of it has to do with moms and some of it has to do with women some of it has to do with marriage and some of it has to do with athletes and some of it has to do with mission trips and so it just is a hodgepodge of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and so i never thought that it would go viral i've all i'm a book lover i love to hold a book in my hand so if i had a, a goal it would be to have a book cover to cover nice looking sitting there <laughs> and <laughs> right, that really right. hasn't happened right. and that's okay and that's been my my new place of dependence on the lord mm-hmm. and asking just... him what is this all about why am right. i doing all of this when it just seems to sit and so and that prayer has been answered at, and really it was about a dozen year long prayer through clear day and now i'm signed with them and hopefully we'll have a book out Sooner than later yeah. with this heartbeat of God is what we're talking about. It's the 365-day devotional. Mm-hmm. All the prayers will begin with God you are. And that's on Version right now. And you just go to Version. The way to get there is download the Bible app or Version on your phone. And it's really easy. You go under plans and you type in the heartbeat of God.
0: A new version is an easy app, whether you have a, no matter what your device is, just jump on your computer, your device, you can find it, download it in about 30 seconds or less. It's a great app. They've, they've done a great job with the app and development. Um, Chris, let's talk a little bit about uh, folks that might be um, leaning in and listening to you and me. Uh, you and I have the same concern for people, that, that they know more about this life than a dashed gold medal or recovering from burns mm-hmm. or in our case years of infertility and adoption struggles or 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 and there's a real uh, th- there's a a bigger issue for them mm-hmm. and it's uh how they know god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. H- how would you talk to some young woman a young mom perhaps or somebody listening to you or hearing mm-hmm. maybe they stumble across west- maybe they stumble across respite for the weary mm-hmm. and uh, what would you tell them
1: Well, um, and this sort of leads into how I wrote The Heartbeat of God because back when I was asking, God, who are you? Somewhere in there, there was a Bible study that I was facilitating and I kept writing like a bullseye on my paper and in the center of that bullseye is God. And that's the only thing that will work. God alone, you can't put anything else in there. It won't work. And so I began, and it came from this uh, Bible verse, if I can just share it, it's Jeremiah 9,23 and 24. It's talking about if you're going to boast, boast in me. Don't boast in wisdom, don't boast in your power. Don't boast in your riches but boast in the fact that you understand and know me. And then he describes himself. He says, I'm a God of loving kindness, justice, and righteousness. Mm -hmm. And he practices these things and he delights to do these things. And so from that verse and that bullseye, it's like, okay, God, who are you? Well, there's three adjectives right there. Let me start digging deep in what does loving kindness mean? What is justice? God, you are justice. God, you are righteousness. Let me unpack that in your word. And so I began to do that for myself. And at first I was uh, saying, God, why do I need to say, God, you are when I'm praying? You know you are all these things. But his answer to me is, but you don't.
0: (laughs) Right. It's a declaration. I mean, the psalmist is forever making declarations. I will. You are because Mm -hmm. he's telling himself. Yes.
1: And so it opened up this little circle of God into just this enormous, amazing beginning to end God Mm -hmm. in my life. And that's his heartbeat.
0: So, So help help me go to the next step what do i need to do if, if i don't know god's heartbeat if i don't know god in this way mm-hmm. what do i need to do
1: mm-hmm. well the simple gospel is this and so we are all in a mess we just are i mean that's god is not a messy god we are a messy people and god loves us so much that he wants to enter into each of our messes and in order to do that he came to earth and that's god the son and that's jesus we just celebrated him at christmas time and that's god with us and he he was fully god and fully man and he lived a fully perfect life and he came it says in the bible that god sent the son to be the savior of the world and Like I said before, that world seemed so big, but he really came to be the savior of me and Mm. you. And so taking that to what it took to be the savior, which is now the cross, and that's where our mess goes. Mm. It all goes right there. It's no longer on us. He took it away and it was extreme how he took it. It was brutal.
0: Mm
1: and God's wrath was on him and it was taken off of us he he conquered sin and he conquered death too by raising from the dead 3 days later and so we have a place to go mm-hmm. and that's the cross and we have a place to put our mess and he takes it from us and it says that by his wounds we are healed and then the final piece of the good news is not only is sin dealt with and death dealt with, but he's left, of his, less, left us his spirit. And so if we believe in all of these things, no longer is it God way far off or God as Jesus walking beside us. It's now God in us mm-hmm. until our last breath and then we'll be with him forever. And so that's what I would say to a desperate anybody, child, mom, middle age, old man. i It's all the same. It's the, now,
0: now you're getting too close there. <laughs> be careful.
1: <laughs> so:
0: You read from Jeremiah. Paul picks up the same idea in First Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter one. He says, "Consider your calling brethren and calling there. He's talking about our call to salvation, that where mm-hmm. we came from, not many wise according to the flesh not many mighty not many noble but God has chosen and I love this the foolish things of the world to shame the wise God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things that are strong and the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen the things that are not so that he may nullify the things that are purpose so that no man may boast before God but by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So, just mm-hmm. as it is written, let him who boast boast in the Lord. You know, the problem of salvation, I think, for so many of us is that we, we got to do something. hmm Yeah. I got to, uh, somehow I got to do my part yeah. or it's too good to be true. The yeah. offer doesn't make sense. Right. And uh, I know you, you talked to uh, your friends, as well as I did to mine, and they all have different reasons they can't quite trust mm-hmm. Christ and mm-hmm. Christ alone. It's too easy almost. It's too easy. It's too yeah. easy
1: and it, it requires, it only requires faith. Yeah. And again, I just think the world and every other aspect, it is work and reward. You study, you get a grade. You go to work. You get paid.
0: You swim two times a day for 24 years.
1: You beat your goal mm-hmm, or not. Mm-hmm. So this free gift. Hello. It's hard for our minds to comprehend because nothing else lines up with that.
0: How old were you when you trusted Christ?
1: Uh, like I said, I I think I always did. I just very young. Very yeah, young yeah, I just believed know, my parents. Therefore, yeah. I believed in what they said. The um. The awakening came more at the maturity, Mm -hmm. you know, from toddler to teenage to walk, you know, getting up off my knees and walking was really not until I had my own kids and knew what I wanted them to know, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's partly how um, some of these books have been written is what would I want them to know, um, I better write it down, so...
0: When I came to Christ, I guess about 15 years of age, it was such a dramatic change because mm-hmm. to understand I was forgiven mm-hmm. and the guilt and shame didn't haunt me like it mm-hmm. did the preteen years and that He loved me, back to your point about not feeling loved. And I think that's both the. the it's wonderful to come to Christ at an early age, mm-hmm. but as my wife did, but, um, you know, she said, I, I can't talk about a dark time in my life before I knew Christ. I was five, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, which is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But for those of us that didn't come to Christ early. Um, It's such a um, black and white night and day experience because to know that you're forgiven Mm -hmm. is an amazing concept, especially.
1: And God will use that.
0: Yes, in all our lives. Mm -hmm. We've been talking to Chris Baxter, her newest book, The Heartbeat of God. You can find information right on the website. Chris, thanks for being with us today. Thank you,
1: Michael. This was great. I appreciate being here with you.